You are listening to the award-winning, leading children's gardening educator, Lee Connolly, the skinning gardener and my daddy. As a parent, I know it can be challenging to resist the law of technology and the never-ending stream of notifications that come with it. But it's important to remember that our children crave our attention and presence more than any device ever could. One way to combat the distraction of technology is to set aside dedicated time each day to be fully present with your children. This could mean turning off the phone during mealtimes, taking a walk together without any devices or just getting outside gardening, away from social media. Another helpful strategy is to limit your own screen time and model healthy digital habits for your children. By setting boundaries around your technology use, you'll not only be present with your children, but you'll also be teaching them the importance of balance and self-care. Remember, the moments we share with our children are fleeting, and it's up to us to make the most of them. By prioritising presence over technology, we can strengthen our relationships with our children and create lasting memories that will stay with us for years to come. So if you're with family or friends right now, turn off this podcast, put down the phone, and go and create some real memories. For everyone else, welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club. everyone welcome 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 to the teacher parent garden club the only club where you don't need a membership that's right welcome everyone my name is lee Connolly, the skinny jean gardener and today is another very special podcast where we've come away from the usual structure of the show to give you a rhs chelsea flower show big review and this time i've got to say that children's gardening made it. Children's gardening made the show for me this year. Coming up are some of my favourite gardens. Also, my best in show, my personal best in show garden as well. Some children garden ideas that I took away from the show, uh, and also some celebrities that I didn't meet but I did see from afar. Everybody, I did see from afar this year. Uh, was uh, the 2023 RHS Flower, Flower Show, Chelsea Flower Show, and I was very, very excited. And the reason for that is, is because this year, for the very first time in RHS Chelsea Flower Show history, they allowed 100 children to join the showground on press day. Now, hey, this might not like be a big thing for you. You might go, oh, and let me tell you something. It brought such a different energy. Now, I love RHS Hampton Court, which I'll be at this year, by the way. FYI, doing some stuff on stage. I love RHS Hampton Court because uh, on press day especially, you have all the children running around and are amazed by the gardens. And I always felt, I always felt that Chelsea was mission, missing this, right? And this year they've done it. The best part, and I feel like, I feel like it brings a tear to my eye. Uh, just thinking about it. 
but I was walking around the gardens and as a class walked around the corner, the first few kids at the front already they went, wow. They were like, like overwhelmed with, uh, with just like the magnitude of the event, right? And I was speaking to a lot of people about this as I was walked around the showground. I was like, this is something that can really inspire children. This is something, you know how I remember like going to Pleasurewood Hills, big up the Norfolk. I remember going to the theme park, I remember going to the theme I remember once going to uh, McDonald's as a tour, true story. This will stay in these children's uh, memories forever. Like how exciting, right? And it was that energy that the children brought that really made a difference. So we had a hundred children from uh, the campaign for school gardening going around the showground. That was great. The Princess of Wales did pop in. I tell you one thing, right? And I'll, I'll I'll say it right now. And I said this a few times yesterday. I was a little bit worried, and I did mention this. I had a meeting a long time ago with the director general, the new director general. I said, "Is it just like a photo op? Is that what they're there for? Just to look cool and in the for the photos?" There was a bit of that. Of course there was. The Princess of Wales came, sat down and had a picnic. I don't think she ate a sandwich, but she was there, right? She was there. But I've got to give it to the RHS. They actually made that time for them children a very, uh, really exciting time. Like an actual memory was made there. And a big up respect to RHS. They get a lot of stick for stuff. And Hey, I'm one of the people that give that stick. But, uh, but they really did make that show. Uh, so I've got to congratulate him for that. I really do. Uh, then we're going around a few of the guns. Let me tell you, right, I'm not sure, right? Okay, listen, just give me a chance when I say this of my review of the gardens. I'm not sure if they're gardens. We have this every time. And I've got a really, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, right? So some of the gardens that we saw yesterday and some of the guns you'll see on telly if you're going to Chelsea you'll see them up close and personal but if you see them on telly I, I like I tell you <sighs> overgrown messes that's harsh isn't it that's harsh I'm so I like I love Cleve West right but the center point garden don't get me wrong there's a lot of meaning behind it but <sighs> I mean you know <sighs> it had trees that had been like cut down and fallen over i remember when i first started going to chelsea and there was like gardens that you could come away with ideas i don't know what i'm going to come away what idea i'm going to come away from from that and then on the other side of things it got a conversation started what is a garden what really is a garden and it's a it's a really it's a really interesting one really because I was also speaking to some other garden friends. It was like, people don't understand that that has been created and made. And if someone tried to do that in their own garden, I'm not sure why they would, but maybe they would, that would still need to be looked after. It still wouldn't look as beautiful as that. If you let that overgrow, there'd be nettles and everything. It'd be a right mess. It still needs to be, you still need to garden to create that image. For me, I know people loved it. I know people love that sort of garden, and there was a few of them. It seems like every year there's like a theme running, and a few designers all sort of do the same thing. 
wild gardening, weeds. Are we going to start seeing weeds being sold in garden centres? I don't know. From off the back of this sort of Chelsea show. A lot of wild gardening. Sort of like they just left it. Obviously it had been created like that, but... You know, like a letter for a million years. Same sort of thing. A lot of trees. A lot of wildness. But don't get me wrong. Later on in the show, um, you might find out my favourite garden is very similar to that. But, you know, uh, Memora for and Green Acres Transcendence Garden, which uh, which actually only won Silver Gilt, I've just seen. That was pretty amazing. Like, it was a pretty big structure. They always have that massive structure um as you come in to the showground but yeah just a wild garden i'm not just not sure i love don't get me wrong you know i love wild gardens i just think for a show garden we're sort of we're showing off the best right we're showing off the best gardens and these were impactful and like wow like you've created this from just nothing that's amazing in itself. But I don't know. I feel like I want to see a garden. I want to come away with ideas, right? I want to have an actual, like, say, oh, take a photo. I took a few photos, but I want to take a few photos and say, oh, that planter looks amazing. Like, them structures look great. And what we got in a few places was some trees that had fallen down. I'm just not sure. Just a real quick one, School Guard Success is the ultimate resource for primary school teachers looking to inspire their students to connect with nature, grow their own food and care for wildlife. School Guard Success offers a comprehensive range of resources and tools to support educators in teaching children how to develop and maintain a thriving school garden. With our expertly designed lesson plans tailored to meet the needs of primary school children, you can easily incorporate gardening into your curriculum and bring science and environmental studies to life. Our extensive range of high quality garden equipment and supplies including seeds, compost, planters and more will ensure that your garden is set up for success and will provide your students with the tools they need to take ownership of their learning and build a connection with the natural world. At School Gun Success, we understand the challenges of teaching in today's fast-paced and demanding education system, which is why we've created a one-stop shop for all your gardening needs. From online tutorials and how-to guides to expert advice and support, we're here to help you every step of the way. So whether you're a seasoned gardener or just starting out, visit schoolgardensuccess.co.uk today and discover the benefits of bringing the joy of gardening to your classroom. Now... Back to the podcast. Now, this year in the showground, there wasn't as many children's gardens. As much as they brought a lot of children into the showground, which was great, there wasn't as many children's gardens as I probably expected. And uh, one of the ones that were was there, I must say, was uh, School Food Matters. And I, I, I hadn't seen this garden before. Um, one thing that I really do wish is perhaps that it was... Um, Maybe a little bit more child friendly. But there's a lot of colour involved. Again, we're sort of going with that wild planting. And it was basically... Uh, it was basically, it got a silver gilt, which is great. Um, 
It said it is an immersive, forageable, and naturalistic landscape. And if I'm honest with you, if you look at it, if you go in there and check it out, you can sort of see that. It's great for learning because it's right amongst all of the plants. I just wish, there was just a little bit of me, I wish there was a little bit more colour within the structures. But it had a, a nice little pond in the middle of it. And I, couldn't, I can imagine the kids all getting around, perhaps reading a book uh, and, and just seeing the wildlife that comes around it. I, I, maybe I'm harsh with the planting. It is just very wild. I would love to see something like this in loads of different schools around the country. Uh, but, you know... A good school, a good school uh, garden and uh, and maybe giving teachers a bit of an idea of what they could create. Because within that, you can have like, uh, it has like these walls built around it, like circular walls that are built around the garden within it. It creates that like nice little area, which I really do feel it would be great for outdoor learning uh, for children. So yeah, that was good. I like that one. Another one, and we go on the balconies. Hey, I'm not bitter about balconies, but I have tried to put some designs in for them. But the best uh, balcony garden, and I do love the balcony gardens because they're a small space, had to be at the doorstep library garden. Uh, I saw Mr. Matt Biggs' new book amongst all of that as well. Had a really nice structure for sitting and reading. Not sure if it was that comfortable, but it was there. But out of all of the uh, the balcony gardens, this is probably the best one for children. Just a really nice reading area. Um, and just subtle planting. Nothing too heavy. Can I imagine it on a balcony? Probably not. I don't know anyone that would probably have this on their balcony. Um, but it did look beautiful, I've got to say. And I might take a few ideas from it from my own garden, actually, to see if we can create something very similar to it. Because it was a nice idea. Um, but those are probably the only two that really stood out as children-esque, I'd say. Uh, one of the, a few of the gardens did have some great ideas, I must say, that you can sort of pinch. And this is why I do like Chelsea and these sort of show garden events, because you can steal ideas that you could use, not the whole thing, but steal little ideas from it. One was called the Hamptons Mediterranean Garden. The reason I like this, and if you see it, it's got a really big table area on one side. But the best part of this garden is I really like is it's got like a hidden little hideaway. It's got like a little pond with seating area in it. But you wouldn't see it from the main pictures. It's sort of hidden away. I quite like that for like children's gardening. I always talk about this where if you've got a children's garden, uh, or a family garden I should say, have that space for the kids, like a little bit hidden away, their own little zone. I really like that. That was a really nice little idea. Another idea that I took away from this year's show has to be from the RSPCA garden. Now, this had an amazing structure. What I actually thought would be great for schools, I'm massively into like, well, being a minimalist. I love the colour black, right? But this really sort of blended in. Planting, having a black structure and then planting up in front of it is really impactful i think and so the rspca garden had this like two tier platform where i think if you did this at school it would work really really well uh, because it gives like again another area and that's what we're looking for right within gardens especially for children we want that space for them to go outside and enjoy and honestly, I thought that was a really great idea. Very impactful and, and definitely stayed uh, within what I wanted from a garden. And then on an absolute 
other level. Tom Massey has brought together the Royal Etymological, <laughs> it's easy for you to say, Society Garden. And it had this, like, I can only describe it as a big dome in the middle of it. Again, very wild planting, those trees that cut down, which, uh, and rough sort of paths that go to it. Uh, which, you know, uh, as I said earlier on, I wasn't quite sure about. But it made a really good area, which, again, for schools, gives a great space for, for garden. There was a lot more meaning behind that, but let me just say that I think that uh, as a space for children to learn in, if you give them that area outside, uh, especially within the school, then it really does make a massive difference. And uh, and that was a really good one. Very colourful in there. The main idea was it was like an insect eye view. And so it was a lot to do uh, with, with that. And um, really sort of concentrated on insects i've just read it, it said it had a dead street a dead tree cult sculpture easy for you to say a dead tree sculpture i don't know if you can call it a sculpture it's just a dead tree in it i'm telling you it keeps coming back to that for me this year kept coming back to me feeling like oh, this is just sort of a woodland again i don't want to take away from what they created because you have to understand, it's just grass. When they get there, it's just lawn. There's nothing there. And then they've created this massive, amazing garden. I don't want to take that away from them, but a few dead tree sculptures. Easy for you to say uh, there. Uh, I've got to give a big shout out to Amanage Malad uh, because he actually, I saw him get married on a garden. He got married on a garden. That was amazing. A bit of a wait, I've got to say. But we watched uh, Mr. James Alexander Sinclair. Uh, marry them on their garden, the first one, I believe. Uh, uh, imagine getting married at Chelsea. Be cool, wouldn't it? That would be cool. Uh, and now, everyone, time for my favourite garden at Chelsea. It's the Samaritan's Listening Garden. And I'm going to try and describe it to you, but it's very difficult. Um, it was... <laughs> How can you describe this? Basically, it was big bits of concrete hanging up under ma under a massive steel structure. And I just thought it was very different. Like, it was an art piece amongst the garden. The meaning behind it, obviously, was brilliant as well. Um, supporting the Samaritans. Designed by Darren Hawks. A big up Darren Hawks, everyone. Um, I just thought this was a garden that was really special and stood out out of the whole day and maybe that's the thing right i come home and my wife was like oh anything like the plane i was like the plane what is she talking about the plane um a few years ago at hampton court they had a big plane that sort of stood out and here's the thing with chelsea and all these sort of things it's something to take away if you ever design a garden is what is that thing that people are going to remember and for me if someone says what was 2023 like, this was the garden. It got a silver, did it get a silver gilt medal? This was the garden that I'll probably remember it for. I go, oh, the one with the concrete hanging. But everyone's different, right? Everyone's different. Everyone's going to say, oh, this is a bit different, you know. I'll I tell you one other thing. Not my favourite, but I've got to give it a shout out. Danny Clark and Tajan Hayden-Smith, who was on the podcast last week, did... The world's smallest garden. It feels like something I'd say. The smallest garden. Concrete block. Little bit of plant in between. Got so much attention. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If I'd, if I'd gone to Chelsea and said that, they said no. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that was a bit different, weren't it? Uh, but, you know, um, yeah, my favourite one, the Samaritans Listening Garden. Go check that out. And if you watch Chelsea this week, then um, you'll definitely spot that. Some of the people that I did spot, uh, I saw Nick Grimshaw, uh, Tom Allen and Matt Tibet. Sat in the pub with them. Didn't actually talk to him, but I sat next to him. Uh, Brian May, everyone. I saw Brian May. Didn't get a photo, but I saw him. And the Princess of Wales, of course. Spotted her on the way out, um, which was quite cool. Bit of celebrity spotting there, everybody. Bit of celebrity spotting. So overall, overall, let's, let's review this overall. Was this a vintage year for Chelsea? Well, I'm going to say, garden-wise, God, this is tough. Because I did come away feeling really positive. Like, having the children there made such a big difference to me because I'm all about children's gardening. And there was a certain different buzz to Chelsea this year. It was nice. And it did... And look, we're talking about these garden. We're talking about... Is it a garden again? At least we're talking about it. We could just rock up and go, yes, a garden. Yeah, cool. It's this new thing, right, of rewilding. There's very different ways. What you're seeing at Chelsea is rewilding to the expert level. And can you do that in your own home? Is that something... Okay, I'd love to see it. I'd love to do it in my own garden, right? I'd love to see it. But is it possible? Can we do it in our own homes? And is it just a case that we chuck down some seeds, chuck a lot of plants and let them do whatever they want? The answer ultimately is no. And I think perhaps that message is lost a little bit within Chelsea. We've got these amazing rewild gardens, but maybe the message that you actually have to look after these gardens. It's not just a case of just chucking it in, letting it do what it wants. Um, and, you know, five stars for what they create from nothing. You know, if you've seen the like the the the, the run up to Chelsea, you'll know that uh, that a lot of work goes into it. Is it a vintage year? Oh, I'm gonna say no. But is there a big change within Chelsea and what is going on with it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. New people coming in, uh, fresh talent, and inspiring children. I'd love to see Chelsea build up a uh, a build this, build upon this children's thing coming to 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 um into Chelsea. Uh, hey, I'm gonna put it out there. Next year, I'd love to see some school gardens. I'd love to see it. I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna message right now. I'm gonna message them, and I'm gonna say, hey, I want to I want to lead the school gardens for next year's Chelsea. Let's see where it goes. They're going to say no to me, but they're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to put it there now. Um, but I would love to be part of that. What uh, an amazing thing to be part of, though. I've got to say thanks to RHS for having me there, as always. And, uh, and yeah, if you're going to go and check it out, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you've checked out on TV, let me know what you think. I'll be back next week. With, will I be back? Yeah, I will be back next week with all the usual. Hey, if you're about in Scotland, if you're around in Wisley, or if you're around in Bracknell, the half term is coming up. 
I want to see ya. Give me a message. Look at my socials. You'll find me there. Right. I'm out of here. Much love. And uh, enjoy Chelsea. This is a Sydney Gainer Gardener Dachshund.